Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Now, I don't know if you knew this about me, but on top of being What Culture Wrestling's presenter extraordinaire, I'm also a little bit of an actor. So the fact that I do dabble in the old world of performing, being a thespian, a little bit of Shakespeare every now and again, does mean that I know a thing or two about the casting process. If you get it wrong, then there's a good chance that even if you've got an incredible script or this fantastic CGI, the people at home watching the films, the TV shows, whatever they are, just aren't really going to connect with the material. But if you get it right, even the worst scripts, the worst special effects can all be forgiven because nobody can deny undeniable chemistry between an actor and a character when they come together. And what do you know, this all applies to the wonderful wacky world of wrestling too and that's why, that's why we've got a video out of it because I am Gareth from What Culture Wrestling and these are 10 wrestlers that are currently in the wrong role. And just a bit of housekeeping, I may or may not have recorded this video before and it was all out of focus for the intro so I've had to go back and do it again. That's why I'm wearing this t-shirt now and if you jump forward in a minute I'm going to be wearing a completely different one because that's how magic works. Number 10, Lacey Evans as the veteran who despises you people. Now, it's been well documented just how all around bizarre Lacey Evans' return, re-debut, whatever you want to call it, was earlier this year, like throughout the start of 2022, because she had these great vignettes where she was being all vulnerable and just it was really easy to connect to her because she'd been through all these past traumas and really hard, difficult times and you were like, that's a person I want to get behind. And then what did WWE do? Well, they moved her over to Raw, they turned her into to a heel and then they drafted her back to Smackdown and then turned her back into a face she debuted as a face and then she quickly turned back into a heel are you keeping up and since Triple H took over he's not really hit the reset button with Lacey Evans and turned her back into this great face character that the public just wanted to salute and say that's my veteran no, instead, he's kind of left her as this weird heel that shouts and screams at everybody. And she's got a bit lost in the shuffle because of that. Now, yeah, I'll be honest, there's been a few moments where she's got a bit of genuine heat because she's ran down the, the town that she's in, the city that she's in, because that, that always works. It's pretty cheap heat. I think in Evans, you've got someone there who could be a genuine babyface that people want to really celebrate and just they, they can connect with. And you've fumbled it. There's still time to like really go back on yourself and go, yeah, all oh, this was just a bit of a weird moment have had a, a rough couple of months and I'm back to being lacy. But if you don't, if you don't go back to basics as she put it herself in like a WWE exclusive video the other day, then she's just going to continue being a kind of nothing heel that doesn't really show up on SmackDown all that much. Number nine, Matt Riddle as the dude you like to get high with. Matt Riddle likes to get high. 
Did you notice? If it wasn't abundantly clear from the numbers that are plastered on just about every piece of merch that he has with his face or snake or hat on it, then WWE's latest doubling down on all things bros probably done the trick because now he walks around with a pair of bongos and says, hey dude, wanna hit my bong? Because get it! What's really baffling about all of this was that Matt Riddle was this really fiery, passionate babyface just a couple of months ago when he was in this blood feud with Seth Rollins and he was really brassed off, bro, because he was saying some horrible things about his family and he was like, I'm going to defend my honor, bro. And then fast forward a couple of months after supposedly winning this feud in the fight pit and all this like drama, he's now just gone back to being a stupid, dumb person who walks around with his bongos and he's probably going to get betrayed by Elias again at some point because that's just what he does. No idea why we've just dropped all this great babyface fire and momentum that people really started to get behind but that's what we've done because what we really needed was bungos and wee jokes. Number eight, Tommaso Ciampa as the Miz's mate. So the chances of Tommaso Ciampa returning after his most recent injury, which is a bit of a shame because I love old Blackheart, as the Miz's friend are getting slimmer and slimmer by the week because the Miz is now at odds with Johnny Gargano and we know that those two are regularly pals. They like to do DIY together. They can they can sort your deck out. But even if that is the case and he just goes, you know what, Miz, you're a bit of a bit of an idiot. I don't like you. Like when he does come back, still won't change the fact that it's been a bit weird this that he's actually been friends with the Miz in the first place because his reasons were odd weren't they? I think what he said was, I want to get some exposure, and The Miz gives me that exposure, and I'm going to learn all these incredible things from the veteran that is The Miz. So, veteran Tommaso Ciampa, he thinks he's going to learn so much more from veteran The Miz, didn't sync up, did it? And I'm not even going to talk about that garish, bright green get-up thing, because come on, Tommaso, you're better. You're better than this, man. I don't really get how this has benefited anyone, really, because people who never knew who Tommaso Ciampa was were just like, who's this scrappy-do knockoff racking up in, like, weird green clothes? And people who did know what Tommaso Ciampa did in NXT were like, what have you what have you done with my boy, my baby boy? So when you come back, Tommaso, just just, just get rid of the Miz. We don't, we don't need him. Just let him be eaten alive by Dexter Loomis and then pull Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa away from that, have them team for a bit, and then stab each other in the back because drama. Number seven, Raquel Rodriguez as the smiling powerhouse. The former Raquel Gonzalez and one-time NXT Women's Champion got slipped straight into the caricature world, didn't she? Soon she rocked upon SmackDown because Vince McMahon saw this big powerhouse that he saw loads of babyface potential in and he said, smile, damn it. So that's what she did. She smiled and she smiled. She kept on smiling until she became the big towering female version of Finn Balor. And it's just not worked at all because it never works because people just see straight through the smile and see the heartbroken, soul-crushing reality of someone going, I want to be a character, not just a smiling, weird face. Now there's been the odd flicker from the now Raquel Rodriguez of the real, no-nonsense badassery that was there in NXT. I was there. I saw the rise. I loved it. There was a moment, I think, when she like confronted Damage Control and she said, Aaliyah was injured because of you guys and I'm not standing for it and she like went up against them and fought them and then after that she reverted to smiling again and just walking down the, the ramp and tensing going I'm great I love being here and it's just not working for anyone so let's just drop it and have her be either a badass baby face or a badass heel and just kill everyone because it's, it's that easy she's right there Number six, Braun Strowman as a monstrous hero. Braun Strowman's returning presence as a babyface monster who just wrecks entire tag team divisions felt a bit odd, didn't it? Straight away, straight away. 
Because yeah, there are there are numbers to be made, had, whatever the term is really, with Braun Strowman, because whenever you look at YouTube and he's doing whatever he's doing, the numbers seem to soar. If he's battling against Omos and you get the big kaiju dinosaur fight, that gives numbers. If he's killing Chad Gable, that seems to do numbers as well. But the big problem with Braun Strowman is he doesn't really lend himself to being a babyface because he's just a big bully. This character of Braun Strowman is just a big bully because that's all he does. He bullies people. Look what he did for the maximum models they were doing nothing they were just posing in the middle of the aisle and he just he did that jumping back to the time in my mind where i think Strowman was at his most effective i think it was what like 2017 2018 what he was doing then was wrecking everybody as a bad guy he was a bad guy flipping cars flipping people backstage and people were like you know what it's kind of bad but i kind of like it because he's he's, he's like scary bad but in a good way and it clicked it clicked with the audience again he's generating like some reaction from people right now but it's more of a kind of look at the colossal man reaction not yeah that's my bully hero so why not double down on the real life heat and controversy that he seems to be stirring up whenever he taps onto his phone on twitter while it's still here it's probably dead by now right and just have Strowman be the flippy flopper fighter have him just fight all the flippy floppers all your favorites all your fan favorites he just squashes them beats them up becomes the monster heel of smackdown that gets overcome by ricochet because that'll happen yeah i promise mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks italian leather jackets and so much more and the best part about quince they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe ethical and responsible manufacturing elevate your style without the elevated price tag with quince Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Number five, Brian Danielson is the BCC's talent scout. I'm not going to lie, when Brian Danielson rocked up in AEW, I lost my damn mind because everyone did. It was Adam Cole, then it was Danielson, Punk had already come back. It was a crazy time, but it was only like a year ago and it feels like 10 years ago at this point. And why you could definitely say that Danielson, the American Dragon, has added yet more classics to his repertoire, some modern greats in his matches against Hangman Page, Kenny Omega, Eddie Kingston, Miro. He's done some serious good business. With all that being said, 
you still have this weird feeling that he's not being used to his full potential right now in AEW. I don't just mean in the wrestling sense, because he's showing that he, he can he can out-wrestle anyone. He's still the best wrestler on the planet just with his showings in between the ropes. But in terms of a character, the, the role that he's currently playing of this like Blackpool Combat Club tutor, head coach, scout person who's just lo going looking for the best new talents to bring aboard the wrestling machine... It, it doesn't feel like you're getting the most out of him. Because this need to bring people to the Blackpool Combat Club, these new people, these new recruits, for me, it just feels like it's, it's entirely pushed his own ambitions of winning belts and being at the top of the card and being the guy, the best wrestler in the world, to one side. It's kind of nullified him ever so slightly. So maybe now is the time to pull the trigger on Danielson, really going for a top belt and just being a single-minded killer of a star once again, because like the man himself has already noted, he might not be around as a, in a full-time capacity for too much longer. Number four, Baron Corbin as a wrestling guard. Now, a lot of people have had a lot to say about Baron Corbin, a lot of criticism at times, and some of it's just, some of it, maybe it's a little bit harsh, but one thing that has never been called into question is the guy can talk. And what I mean is, yeah, he might not be able to cut the charismatic promos like an MGF and The Rock, people like that, but he can generate heat just by talking into a microphone like no other, really. I think in WWE, genuine heat, he is the magnet with a microphone. So the reveal of John Bradshaw Layfield being brought back into the mix as his kind of just manager person, a mouthpiece, if you will, just don't feel right. It doesn't feel like something that needed to happen in the first place because that was never the issue with Corbin. The issue with this now supposed wrestling god was the fact that every time he tried to get in between the ropes and win matches and win substantial feuds, he never did. He was always the nearly man, so he became a bit of a joke. So my big fear with all of this is that all we're going to do is have JBL stood next to Baron Corbin going, look how great he is. He's a wrestling guard. He's incredible. Look at his incredible chaps. Instead of WWE having the cojones just to have him win matches and beat people up really efficiently and effectively and look like an absolute powerhouse. If we do that, everything will be great and then just bin off JBL because we don't like bullies. And while we're at it, why not change his name back to Big Bad Corbin? Yeah, I think that works. Big Bad Corbin, steak in one hand, cigar in the other. That's your money right there. Number three, Luchasaurus as Kane 2.0. Throughout much of his time walking the earth as part of Tony Khan's big old wrestling machine, Luchasaurus found himself as one of the integral parts of one of the most crowd-popping and just lovely fulfilling groups that AEW had to offer. They were called Jurassic Express. Feels like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? What made this dino dude so damn fun to watch is the fact that he was a big old massive man and he could moonsault and flip around the ropes and he was just a really effective wrestler. Just in general, the dynamic really worked. It was a good, good time. But the unexpected effectiveness of Luchasaurus and the fact that he really got over with the crowd as this big powerhouse muscle of the prehistoric group eventually led to his heel turn not really working as well as it maybe could have because you had this big goofy dinosaur that people loved because he was goofy and strange now now decking himself out in black, being a black dinosaur, big badass dinosaur that was still a goofy dinosaur. You see, see, it doesn't really work. Now you can see what they're trying to go for here. This kind of Kane 2.0 look where he's demonic and he's got the big Kane music and fire and all that kind of stuff. But he still looks like Luchasaurus. He's just wearing black stuff now instead. So it doesn't, it's not quite working. And seriously, next to no time at all, the squashes went from like, wow, big dominant dinosaur to... Yeah, that's, that's still the goofy dinosaur just beating people up, isn't it? And I'll be honest, the fact that he's turned heel now like twice in a couple of months and just swerved everybody probably hasn't helped the character either. It just, it just doesn't feel like it's clicking in the way they want it to. 
Now, I think he still works as a right hand of destruction to Christian Cage. I don't think that's the issue. I think they definitely have something there. But maybe maybe just change the gimmick up ever so slightly. Just pull away from the Kane 2.0 kind of stuff and maybe pull away from the dinosaur kind of stuff. And I know this is a groundbreaking concept. Do something new with the Enforcer role? Because you can. Don't have him be Luchasaurus. Dark Luchasaurus. Dark Luchasaurus. We don't need it. Number two, Bailey as the relentless heel leader. So much like Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch before her, WWE decided, even though Bailey was somebody that everyone wanted to see come back and they were just overjoyed about a return on this huge SummerSlam stage, they brought her back as a heel, regardless of the fact she was getting a babyface pop. Can you see where the issue lies? Now that's not me saying that I don't like Bailey as a heel because I think if the circumstances are right, she's a bloody good heel. We saw it all the way through the pandemic with a big war with Sasha Banks when she's got the right foil, she is electric. But in these circumstances, it just it just felt clunky out of the gates. It didn't work for anybody, really. The, the only time this group have felt like a substantial force in a, a group that you really wanted to boo was when they attacked Becky Lynch on their like first night on Raw. And then since then, everything they've said, and particularly Bailey has said in the microphone, has become instantly forgotten. Can you name me one memorable promo that Bailey has said? No. It's because she's just not got that aura of somebody who's leading these women to conquer all of the roster, all of the women's roster. She's just not done that. She's not been convincing as that. I don't think that's where this character really excels. I think she excels as a heel when she's kind of a, a slimy, like backstabbing, just wily character who's looking out for herself and nobody else. So in all honesty, like post-war games, after we've got all this out of the way, it might not be the worst idea in the world to maybe split up, damage, control, and let all three women just kind of go down the paths and just see what happens and see if they can explore new avenues with their own individual characters. And if that means Bailey just reverts to being this kind of slimy heel who just backstabs everyone and gets what she wants, that's fine. Or maybe we go down the baby face route because I've not had baby face Bailey in quite some time and I think now like she was in a perfect position to be like a nuclear hot baby face but now it's going to be a bit harder but just maybe have a go I don't know try number one Johnny Gargano as the cocky face so in Johnny Gargano and Triple H must know this better than anybody because he was there he was like the catalyst behind it the game has without a shadow of a doubt the most natural organic baby face on the roster really I think in all of WWE right now he's the most natural organic baby face on his day like people want to connect with him and cheer for him because they love underdog Johnny I think him and probably Ray Mysterio but that's just he's a guy he's in a level a class of his own but Johnny Gargano's the man for babyface organic just pops so what did the game opt to do when they finally brought Johnny Gargano back to the big time to the big leagues they made him some kind of weird diet degeneration x dude who wears cowboy hats and mocks all the legends and says things like and, and then smiles like a really cocky prick because well of course he did because that's the kind of stuff that Triple H looks at a person and goes yeah they could be my kind of face they're, they're someone to root for because they mock people the early signs were so promising too because you remember that first Johnny Gargano promo he stood there in the middle of the ring and he was like I had a dream when I was a kid I wanted to be Intercontinental Champion WWE Champion I wanted to wrestle at Wrestlemania I wanted to do all those things and you know what I'm betting on myself and if you bet on yourself dreams can come true and it just gets me emotional because Charlie about it I wanted to achieve your dreams but but that character pretty much ended like on that night like this achieve your dreams Johnny that everyone wanted to get behind was stopped and we traded him out for cocky Johnny who just mocks the Miz and gets involved in the Miz Dexter Loomis storyline and just smiles and makes jokes about people looking like Mr. Rogers. Now yeah, there's still time to save Johnny and just pull him away from this Ms. Loomis stuff. Do not 
bring back the way. I don't need it. I went through it. It's fine. It happened. It's in the past. But if we don't do it sooner rather than later, well, Johnny, Johnny could get shuffled right down into that mid card or just piss me off to the point of turning my TV off and throwing my head through it. I don't know how I'd do it, but I'll find a way. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.